morning. Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel. Today we have the esteemed pleasure of having Hollywood writer, consultant, and celebrity booker, Miss Lori Jacobson on. How are you today? I am great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank <laughs> you for coming on. How are you feeling and how are you holding up? Uh, well, I did have the virus. Did I tell you that? Yes, ma'am, but our listeners do not know. So, first of all, the, the severity of it, they need to pay attention. <laughs> um, yes, I had the virus. Uh, I had what they considered to be a mild case. Um, it lasted for me about 12 <laughs> days, and then I was still in isolation for two weeks after that to make sure it was gone and I was no longer contagious so I, I pretty much spent about a month in bed and um, it's a slow build back, back to my regular energy but uh, I'm getting there and I feel great and um, I'm just I just feel really really lucky uh, yes ma'am very blessed um, thank God that you're doing okay and I'm happy you're doing well uh, when we first spoke about having you on the show, you were kind of getting through the last leg of it, and I was very glad that you kind of worked your way, way through it, and I'm happy that you're here now. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I had my birthday this week, and I didn't mind it a bit. <laughs> I was just happy to have another one. Yes, ma'am, and, and happy birthday to you as well. Thank you. Um, now, it, it's, it's funny. Now, I, there's a whole lot of things going on with you, but how did you get involved in the entertainment business? Um, well, uh, in the mid-70s, I moved to Los Angeles. I'm originally from St. Louis, and I uh, lived on the East Coast for a couple of years, and then I moved out to L.A., and I was... Um, Studying to be an actress, I was in um, a wonderful comedy workshop for years with uh, people that had not yet been discovered, but you may have heard of them now, like Robin Williams and <laughs> yes. John La Roquette and John Ritter and some wonderful people. I had a, a great time, but you know, in the 70s, there were still tons of people in L.A., uh, who had been around in the golden age of Hollywood. Um, this That was a time when people held their jobs for 30 and 40 years, Mater D's, waitresses, um, uh, the pops characters at the studio gate, and they knew everything. So one day I go into Schwab's drugstore, I sit in a booth, and this waitress tells me, you know, you're sitting in Clark Gable's favorite booth. Wow. I, you know, I wow. gasp. <laughs> I am, and she said, uh, I said, how do you know that? And she said, because I waited on him here every Wednesday. He always came in with the racing form under one arm and a bunch of violets for me uh, under the other. You know, and I realized, oh, my God, these people have stories yes, that have no. been untapped. You know, nobody talked to the waitresses. <laughs> so, right. So, um, you know, and Clark the Mater we're, we're talking about Clark Gable. <laughs> I know. It was just amazing. And the Mater D's, what, the interesting thing about them, um, the reason they held their jobs so long was because they had to know 
what was happening socially in L.A., who was dating whom, who had broken up or were on the outs, and then they had to be seated on opposite sides of the room. It was a real talent. Wow. You know, so they knew everything. And, you know, often people were fired from the studios. They left on Friday with a job. They came in on Monday and they were barred from the gate. That was a regular practice, especially at Warner Brothers. Um, And, uh, you know, so the guys at the gate, they saw it all. So I started collecting stories from all these people. And I would tell them to my friends at parties and you know we were all performers so you know they hung on every word and I thought you know they kept saying you gotta write this stuff down you gotta write it down so I started writing it down I I wrote a book uh, in the mid 80s and um, I was immediately approached to write a documentary based on the book and then I was off to the races See that's a, that's amazing on that part, and, and the and the funny thing of it is, is because speaking of books, you have a brand new book out, which you were kind enough to send me. We got it in the mail, and thank God the package was eaten by like Pac Man, but the book is in fantastic shape. Oh, you're and, kidding! And, no, <laughs> no, no, we just got it, and we were looking it over last night and today. And there's TV dinners, forty classic TV kids stars dish up their favorite recipes with a side of memories, and by written by our guest, Miss Lori Jacobson. And this is a wonderful book that has brought back so many memories. And I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of these people in here, but tell us a little bit about how you got this book together, because it is really, I think it's something that no one's tapped on. I mean, people do recipe books and recipes of the stars and this, that, and that but the way you do this is entirely different than anything I've read. Oh, thank you. Well, this all started because I happened to be married to a child star from uh, classic TV, John Provost, who played Timmy on Lassie. Yes, ma'am. An incredible show. Very long, very long running show. And, and I, I learned so many things um, about the different dogs that were on the show. And I even read uh, your husband's book. Uh, you know, a bio a couple days ago, and I was looking at things that I thought I knew about Lassie that I didn't know. Oh, yeah. And, you know, over the years, you know, we've been together almost 25 years, and so over the course of all that time, I have met um, all the people that are in the book, all of, so many of his peers, and um, there was so much they didn't know about each other. You know, they were working. They, they didn't really have time to socialize together during their, their heyday years. Um, it's only um, really as adults when these autograph shows started that they began chatting with each other and, you know, discovering things. Oh, my God, you were up for that part. I was up for that part. Um <laughs> uh, you know, and um, and w- over dinner, we would have these great conversations and um, just roar with laughter over the things we found out about one another. So that's how I got the idea for TV dinners. And, and, it's, and it's funny, and, and I believe that if I remember right, you, st- you told me uh, a couple of days ago that 
you got these over having dinner with numerous friends over time period over time, right? Yes. See, that's just amazing by itself. And people don't realize, especially during that time period, that how many actors and actresses were interchangeable into the next scene. Some some people were saying they were already planning it out. And I'm just using an example. Oh, they're going from Bewitched to I Dream of Genie or Gilligan's Island or whatever it would happen to be. Suddenly, you'd see them six months later on that show. Right. Right. And um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go. Well, I, I was just saying is that so I think that people didn't realize the foresight then was they'd call up and say, hey, I, I need Angela Cartwright for this show over here. And boom, in, in five weeks or, or five months, there's Angela Cartwright. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, if, if, you were, if you were appearing on a particular network, um, they loved to use you wherever they could. You know, so, uh, for example, on Lassie, uh, <laughs> even though the periods did not match, the same man who produced Lassie also produced The Lone Ranger. So one day, The Lone Ranger appears <laughs> on a Lassie episode, <laughs> you know, which sort of time-wise didn't make any sense, but, uh, you know, but everyone was thrilled, including my husband, who received a silver bullet. Oh, I know. I'm jealous now. Cool. I am jealous now, because it's Clay, Clay, <laughs> Clayton Moore, if it was Clayton Moore, I loved Clayton Moore. And, 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 uh, and, and, you know, hey, and he appeared on Happy Days, too, so I guess they can go out of time every once in a while. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yes. That getting a silver bullet and that, as any kid who grew up in that time period, that was just amazing to do. And I think that's why they transferred even into the 70s with Happy Days, because it's a Lone Ranger. But I did not know that. You could see maybe in some of the scenes you could put it together, but I did not know the same person produced both shows. Oh, yes. Yeah, he produced the third show at that time, too, called um, Sergeant Preston of the Yukon, which was also a um, Canadian Mountie and his dog. But um, they don't replay that one. I don't know why. It was good. I barely remember that one. I remember seeing something about it, but I was probably pretty younger then, and I don't remember much about that one. But it, it showed, again, how you intertwine things, and they made things on a different avenue. So when you started putting this together, did you just look at your Rolodex of friends as, as they'd be coming over and say, oh, I have to ask such and such, or did, did, how did it come about to you? Um, well, that was part of it, um, absolutely. I mean, there were certain people I uh, I just absolutely had to have, Wally and the Beav, um, my three sons, uh, both Cartwright sisters, Angela and Veronica and Bill Mooney. I mean, there, there's some people I had to, ha I also included, um, two ladies who had, have already passed away and whom I did not know, but they were so huge in television. Um, Annette Funicello. From, oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, she's just the queen yes. of the classic TV kid stars and Patty Duke, um, she was huge for me in my life. I just adored her, and what a talent. So I had to include them. And, um, and uh, you know, I had several friends um, from the 70s 
that I really wanted to include. So I went I went through the 70s, uh, Christy McNichol, Parker Stevenson, yes. um, Allison Arngrim, and, Love you know, you can't talk <laughs> classic TV without including someone from the Brady Bunch. So uh, I spoke with Barry Williams, and, you know, it's really fun. I mean, a lot of these people have culinary talents I never dreamed of, besides being such talented performers. So I learned a lot of, I, and I learned, one thing I learned was that so many of the kids um, had a parent who was uh, trying to be in show business. And back in the 50s and 60s, you know, there was no daycare. Right. So you got a call in the middle of the afternoon that you had an audition. You schlepped your kid with you. And that's how a lot of the kids got discovered. Yes, ma'am. I mean, and that's, that's, that's very true. Sorry about that. My computer's restarting. I apologize. And, and, that, and that's all of a sudden. There were so many different things on set. And it was just kind of like you go over there. And the silence, the silence is, you know, until you're spoken to thing, thing was a very big deal in Hollywood. Still is, but it was a very big deal then. You know, speak when you're spoken to. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it amazes me that the discipline that back then, even now, but, but you know, movies and TV are shot much differently now than they were then. But back then, the discipline that they'd have, uh, someone like you mentioned in the book, you have Jay North, who was Dennis the Menace um, in the book and everything else. And the idea of the way they shot and the discipline they had is just amazing. And the length of time, you know, that now 12 episodes makes a season. Right. Back <laughs> You know, that's just a joke. Back then, it was 22, maybe 25 episodes. Right. It took nine months. And the other three months of the year, you were expected to uh, travel around to county fairs and rodeos and promote the show. And, and that's exactly it. It's, it's looking and having, um, that's actually how the first time I ever met uh, Jay North was uh, and Jeannie Russell a long time ago, long after they had already done the show. They're doing a promotional thing at some car show in Philadelphia. Ah, uh, yeah. And that was long after the show was already had had done its run. And then you know, and it was when I was a kid, long before I got around Hollywood or anything. But it's amazing to see how they'd be going in. Fuck, they're leaving from this town. They're going from Chicago to Maine to you know Philadelphia out to L.A. in just a matter of a couple of days. Yeah, you know, in in you mentioned you read my husband's auto. Uh, oh, you read his bio. I worked on his autobiography with him, Timmy's in the Well, and uh, in the um, margin of the book throughout the telling of his story was his calendar. Um, just to show how many parades he was grand marshal of and how many appearances he had. I mean, the kid, really, he, you know, you think he's seven, he's ten. Right. You know, he, bar he barely had time to breathe during the, during the shooting season. And then, like I said, in the summers, he was so busy with appearances. Um, it really opened my eyes. It really did. And the other thing is, when I was watching these kids in in their shows, back in the day when we were 
rather naive about Hollywood and how it all worked. Right. Um, I, I never thought of what these guys did as acting. It just all looks so easy and natural and, uh, you know, you don't realize there's 50 men standing around smoking cigarettes. <laughs> and if you show up and you don't know your lines and, uh, you know, you don't know where to stand and what you're supposed to do, um, they don't eat dinner. Right. You know, you got all these people depending on you and the responsibility at seven, eight. 10 years old that these kids carried on their shoulders, um, they were a complete adult responsibilities. I mean, in seven years, my husband missed one day of work. That's, That's crazy. because he, he had to get a shot that day and he had a bad reaction to the shot. But um, there weren't a lot of uh, laws in place to protect the kids' um, like if you were a kid actor, you could work if you had temperature um, as long as it was a hundred and one or less. Oh, jeez! <laughs> wow. So, so one of the people in the book is Paul Peterson from the Donna Reed Show. Yes. And when Paul's time on Donna Reed came to an end, he um, he looked around and saw that lots of his Peers were floundering as well, and some weren't doing so well. And um, eventually, he formed this wonderful organization called A Minor Consideration. Yes. And he got laws changed both uh, in California and nationally to protect any working minor. And um, he is kind of the big kahuna of the kid stars. Everybody loves him, so I am donating a portion of my profits to a minor consideration. And when I told everybody that I was doing that, they didn't hesitate to be part of the book. You know, and, and I love that. And and uh, we we many of these people are our mutual friends or very good acquaintances, and and I and I think it's a fantastic organization. And we'll put all the information down. Uh, if people would like to participate and donate to the organization uh, along with this interview, um, for sure, ma'am, and also along with all the links to where people can buy your book. Um, but it, it's I love the fact that, I mean, that goes back all the way back. Even they thought that the Coogan Laws were such a big deal that they also needed things to be, that, that was more the payment part. But the looked after part is, because like you said, 24, 25, 26 episodes. And, you know, your husband... Is you know seven, ten, eleven years old, and you know touring the country. Uh, you got two fairs here. You got three supermarkets, and you have a uh, parade. And hurry up, let's go! And you have to look perfect at all times. Yes, that's left left my husband with a a, a lovely um, <laughs> quality that he is very fastidious about how how he looks before he goes out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and but that's just that. But you think about that, and I was one of those kids as a as a child. I found every mud puddle that could be, whether I tried to avoid it or not. So I would have I would have been a horrible child actor. Because <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. You know, but I'm just saying is that I I think it's great that you're bringing a lot of these things forefront, as, as your husband did. And and if uh, the links are out there, Tom, we'll still put them out there to get get his book as well. 
Um, Great. You know, yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. The book is a very happy book. I mean, they, you know, it was right. more difficult than it looked, but everyone, all 40-plus kids in the book had a, a, a very happy ending, which is how it should be. And um, as they say, they're all part of the tribe of well, classic Yes, that that and that's that's the that's the nice thing about that is it. And I love the I love the way you've kind of had that they the talking about the fact of them getting to know each other, even though they'd be on set, they didn't know much outside of themselves until years later. I love that. And you know, I have over a hundred and fifty photos in the book, and um, they're they're from their heyday and today. The lovely thing is. You know, there was just a small, really, group of working kid actors back in the 50s and 60s, maybe 50 kids that you knew of, and they are all still friends today. And that is part of that, being part of that tribe. Only they know what they went through. You know, as as many stories as they tell me, I wasn't part of the tribe. Right. You know, and that that is a bond for them that will never go away. The minute they see each other, they know exactly what what they went through, and uh, it's just a beautiful thing. And I think the fans really enjoy seeing that they're all still friends. I, I agree. We were in an event a couple of years ago, and and you and I just spoke about this the other day off air. That was at the Hollywood Museum. And when oh, every, yes. everybody walked in, it was like you were seeing your aunts, your uncles, your cousins. It was like a bunch of cousins that grew up together, seeing each other. And the first hour before almost anything's done, everybody's hugging and kissing and how you been and that kind of thing. And I love seeing that, that, you know, hey, I haven't seen you in six months, but we picked up where we I haven't seen you in two years, but pick up right where you left off. You know, absolutely. Uh, Jay North lives in Florida. We hardly ever get to see him, but there is not one birthday that goes by that John doesn't call him and he doesn't call John. You know, it's uh, they knew each other since they were seven years old. It's just, it's the sweetest thing. I just love it. And, and Jay has still has that when Jay smiles, when he lights up, the last time I saw him was at the Hollywood show. And it was like, hey, how are you? And he stood up and he was sitting beside Jeannie Russell, who played Margaret, who's yes. a wonderful lady. And he just lit up with a big smile. And I said, that kid, that, that guy's still got a million dollar smile. Yeah, he's just a sweetheart. So, you know, so the book brings up all these happy feelings. Um, they talk about their heyday and... And the food they love to eat then, and they give wonderful recipes that are their favorites today. And there are a lot of memories for all of us involved in food, in favorite yes. dishes. And, uh, and they share theirs very willingly. And, and it really brings back that kinder, gentler time. You know, there's a there's a great part in the book, and and, and Allison Arngram, uh, who was on Little House on the Prairie, is talking about the macaroni and cheese story. And I don't want to give too much of it away, but it was just, you know, making it a treat and how parents were then and everything else. It was just really put a real feeling to, um, you know, how kids kind of thought, oh, they're going to put one over on their parents, 
And yet the, the parents are kind of putting it over on the kids. And I love the, the, the way you had that in there and that story that Allison told. And it, it was one of those things I think that, you know, you think about it as an adult now and, you know, with children, like I have children and grandchildren. And I look at it and say, oh, wow, yeah, you think you were getting one over on your parents, but your parents are actually the one getting it over on you. <laughs> yes, that was a sweet story. Yeah, and I don't mind telling it um, briefly. Her parents were both performers, and there were good times and there were very lean times. And they were trying to come up with a Christmas dinner one year, and they really just didn't have the money. And Allison loved macaroni and cheese, and she asked if she could have that, and their eyes lit up. <laughs> yes, well, I don't know. And she said, oh, please, and then she was begging them, please, please, mac and cheese. So, and now she has mac and cheese every year under her Christmas tree. It's her tradition. So, yeah, very sweet. And, 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 you know, and, and I, I would have paid to see, and I, and I love Allison, she, she knows I mean this in a loving way, but you see little mean, nasty Nellie begging mom and dad for macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, with, with, with this being said with the book, it is, have, how many of these, rest, have you tried a lot of these recipes yourself? Um, my husband is the cook. I prayed for that and I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have tried a couple, and I have a couple uh, bookmarked to try. You know, that there are a few that, uh, oh, like Barry Livingston, just raves about this one dish that his wife makes. I mean, raves about it and how to take a picture of it. Not only does it taste good, it's beautiful, and so i got to try that. So I have a few that I really need to try. Is that, and, uh, is that Barry's uh, favorite scallop corn dish? Yes. Yes. I just actually literally opened up the book, and it opened second page was right to him. So we went right on track. You and I were connected on that one. Oh, great. Yes. So there are a few that I really want to try. And uh, people that have bought the book are writing me and telling me they tried this one, and they tried that one, and they really enjoyed it. So I'm getting a big kick out of that. Yeah, I, there's, there's, I, I saw one, and I, and I, and I love the guy. He's, he's a, he was a great actor. He, he, and, and uh, he's a really awesome musician. And but it take a lot for me. Bill Mooney's sandwich is one. Um. Uh. <laughs> yeah, someone commented yesterday. There's a lot of Wonder Bread. <laughs> hey, in it the, was the time. It was the time, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you you didn't have, you know, if and, and 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 we're making light of this, you know. And I, I by far grew up a poor kid, so um, but uh, you know, single mom before it was popular or sport. So as I say, but um, you know, you understand this, you understand what you put together with things and everything else. And I love the fact that a lot of the things that uh, the stories are laid out that you know because it's true of of, of how they respect the times good and bad yes. and Don't i love the way you transferred that in your book oh thanks thanks yes so there's you know i talk about their show in case you aren't familiar with it and there's a bio uh a brief bio on each person and and then come the memories and the recipes and and I tell you what, here's what I found that was, uh, and I saw this this morning, and I did not see it beforehand. 
was the back of your book. You have a picture and it shows a lady with a cookbook and it says, what are your favorite, favorite foods, places, shows, recipes, and memories? And people can go and, and on your Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash TV dinners book. And I think that's a fantastic idea that you had. It, it, it works to people. They can go out and try all these recipes and they can also share what memories and recipes they have. Absolutely. And, you know, this is a kind of a perfect time uh, while we're sheltering in place. Right. First of all, the book, like you said, just brings back your childhood. And it, it was a time when families had one television and they all watched these shows together. That's part of the memory. It's not that we just enjoyed the show. We remember mom and dad sitting there with us watching the shows as well. And, uh, and then to... You know, while you're sheltering, have some new recipes to try. Some are very simple and really tasty. Some are a little more complicated. Um, John Walmsley from the Waltons and the Cartwright sisters, they're British. Their families are British, so they have a, a little different slant in their recipes. There, there's something in there for everybody. I definitely agree with that, and... It is I think that your mixture of what you've done, I think honestly that this just this, this is commanding after you get this uh sold out everywhere and everybody should buy it if you're a fan of TV you should buy it for sure. But this is commanding a number two, a sequel. Oh well, yeah, I could move on to the eighties and nineties. <laughs> I, I still think you could still blend look, and here's the thing by the way, I, I didn't address this as as well. You have numerous decades here, fifties, sixties, seventies. And it, it has wonderful array of mixture of actors and actresses that over time period that you can look at and say, wow, I remember that bring wonderful memories back to you. And a lot of these are on Nick at Night, Nickelodeon Now, and Me, My TV and Me TV and all the rest of the TVs out there that show these things that are still playing today right now. Yes, absolutely. And and, uh, and and it, it it's you know it's still it's still they're still being watched now by us with you know grandkids kids and grandkids and uh, you know new generations are coming to these shows they really stand up. Oh yes, ma'am. There's a funny thing. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to share this with you because I'm going to show this to her tomorrow because she'll be here. But my ten year old granddaughter, we're watching YouTube and we're going over and it says you know listen to the uh, the themes, the television themes. She says, Grandpa, I'm not going to get any of these because you're old. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Help me out a little bit. But I said, I bet you you will. So I ran them all the way back from the 50s to, to, to today. And she was grabbing them left and right, was so proud of herself that in most of them, most of these themes are in this book. And, and it was really cool. There's my 10 year old granddaughter just getting excited that she knew all these themes from the Brady Bunch to the Flintstones to, you know, the Munsters to everything. And the, they're in this book, you know, and I think it was really something I shared with her. And I figured I'd share it on the air with you since you're such a huge part of this. 
And I think it was really, really cool that I'm going to, I'm going to actually show this to her tomorrow. I'm very excited to. So again, thank you for sending it. But ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Hollywood writer, consultant, celebrity booker, um, and author of the brand new book, TV Dinners, 40 Classic TV Kid Stars. Dish it up about their favorite recipes and a bunch of side memories. You guys have to get the book now. Um, where can we find you on social media? Where can we buy the book? My website is lauriejacobson.com. If you if you want a signed copy, you can email me there, and I can make that happen. Otherwise, it's available at Amazon. Um, my publisher is tvdinnersbook.com. Uh, it's on the Target website. And Amazon just put in her three cents. <laughs> Yay! And where 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 is all your social media at, ma'am? Uh, I have a Facebook page, Laurie Jacobson, and like I said, my website. I'm on Twitter. I just got on Instagram, so <laughs> seems like as soon as I get on something, they invent a new one. Now it's TikTok, but I, I'm too busy. <laughs> right. And now, are you still in? Uh, are you still booking? Still booking? Yeah, are you are you, are you booking uh, uh, celebrities? celebrities at apparent? Well, that has come to an end, and I don't know if it will come back. You know, during this time, there are no uh, personal appearances happening. Right? Are you looking at getting being back? Because I, I, are you looking at doing that again once this is all past us? Or um, yeah, sure. I would love to go back to it, but I have to admit that I'm loving all the free time that I have <laughs> not doing that. So it's given me a lot of time to devote to uh, pushing the book and doing interviews, and uh, nobody's waiting for me to call them back because they missed their plane somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a delight. Yes, ma'am. Well, ma'am. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lifebox Media Channel is so appreciative that Miss Lori Jacobson come on the air today. Check out her book, TV Dinners, 40 Classic TV Stars Dish Up Their Favorite Recipes and a Side of Memories. This is a book that does, doesn't belong on the coffee table. You can sit there and you can look at this and just have fun memories, especially right now. Go pick it up. I strongly recommend it because um, just, just reading it, I actually brought back a lot of memories. And, and that's really true. So I thank you so much. For taking the time and being on the Lifebox Media Channel, and it's been a real pleasure. Oh, a pleasure for me too. It's it, you're you're a great interviewer. It's so nice when someone knows the material and dives right in. So I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much, ma'am. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and I hope to talk to you soon about sequel two. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much. Take care, ma'am. God bless. Bye bye. Okay.